Listen up, Fins fans. You are now tuned in to All in All Fins, the Ultimate Fans Perspective Podcast, brought to you by your host, Nick Emperado. You know what it is, man. So in uh, breaking news, Chris Sims is still an idiot, does not know what he's talking about, and is only trying to get clicks on his posts because he's irrelevant. No one cares what he thinks. But anyways, and it, like the fact that he's still talking about the fact that he thinks Jared Stidham is a better quarterback than Tua just proves to the point that he's, one, only doing it so people read his stuff, which is working, honestly. And, like, honestly, like, if five years from now Tua's on his third team, like Josh Rosen's about to be, and he sucks, then he gets to say, oh, yeah, I was right. I was the only one that predicted Tua to suck. And then if he's wrong, he could be like, yep, missed that one. Oh, well. You know, that's what makes me the most mad about it. Yeah, I mean, to say Jared Stidham is better than Tua when you really haven't seen... Well, the only comparison you really have is what they did in college, and Tua blew, blows Jared Stidham out of the water. He's the most accurate the passer in the history pass. of college football. Yeah, so, I mean... It's just like it's like some of the stuff Skip Bayless says is just outrageous. But like, if if no one's gonna re- no one's gonna remember if he said that Stidham was better than Tua if Tua ends up being insane and Jared Stidham's out of the league in four years. But if it's the other way around, everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, this guy's a genius. So it's like for him, it's like a win-win situation, honestly, to say something like that because people are gonna read it. But if he's right, everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, this guy's a genius. And if he's wrong, no one's gonna realize it or care. Because it's something just so outrageous like that. But if he, he was saying that about Dwayne Haskins, or if he was saying that about like anybody that went before Jared Stidham last year, at least they're in the same draft class. And then if he's going to say it about like um, Daniel Jones, who got picked like what sixth overall? That's yeah, one I think thing. It was sixth or seventh. But he's just picking somebody that is so high up. Like, the, the dude has not played a snap in the NFL, and there's a low, but there's a possibility that he does not play a snap at all this year. It's it's a small possibility, but there is a possibility. He's just picking a superstar. Like, he, what's he going to say next year that, um, you know, somebody's better than Trevor Lawrence? Like, it just really makes no sense, honestly. But in, yeah, in, in, next in, year, Jacob Easton's better than... Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and the other thing that makes me mad is people are comparing, or well, Chris Sims is saying he's a product of his system. Then what is Joe Burrow? What about Justin Fields? They both got beat out. The reason Joe Burrow is even went to LSU is because he couldn't win the job at Ohio State to Justin Fields or Dwayne Haskins. And the reason Justin Fields is on Ohio State is because he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm. So, and then he wants to say that Tua is a product of his system. Uh, 19 people from the starting 22 of LSU got drafted this year. Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver to play college football in, like, since Julio. I mean, he's going to put up stupid numbers this year. I don't even know who's going to play quarterback for LSU. That is just stupid. I don't even, like, Chris Simpson's a fool. He's just trying to get clicks. <laughs> He's got me mad on the internet again. Um, but on uh, better news, Tua's physical therapist said Dolphins quarterback is doing, quote, 
oh, is quote doing miraculously, miraculous. Ooh, I can't say it. Say it. Can you say it? Miraculously. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> well, that I said it before the podcast, so I'll give myself. That. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. He spent three and a half hours each workout on his hips, ankles, and left shoulder shoulder to continue to prepare for his rookie season. You alright? You alright there? Can you talk? I know, oh my lord. <laughs> it's 9.22, it's Sunday, I got the scaries, I don't want to work tomorrow. <sighs> um. The blood supply to his hip, which is the big issue. Okay, so the big issue and why everybody wants to compare it to Bo Jackson is because when it got dislocated, they took so long to operate that it cut the the blood supply off, and that's what caused all the long-term issues for Bo Jackson. Um, like, so, so his bone actually started deteriorating. Ooh, I almost, I almost messed that one up, too. Um, so <laughs> Tua is, is not compromised, which is good. Um, and I guess, like, Tua, they're, like, trying to keep him, keep him caged because he's, he's, like, trying to bite off more than he can chew and stuff like that. So um, I'm not going to lie. His footwork's looking sloppy, so... He's got a long road ahead of him, um, but I mean, at least he's well, getting there. Yeah, and when people say that Tua's hip injury is like Bo Jackson, you can't really compare Bo Jackson like his career ended because of that, but because of the operation, like you said, it took so long, cut off the butt supply. But like the technology, the medical supplies, the rehab, the the knowledge we have now is so much different than when Bo Jackson played. Like twenty five years ago, if a guy tore his ACL his career was pretty much over. Now, if a guy tears his ACL, it's like, all right, we'll see him again next year. So it's hard to compare something that happened that long ago to to what happened now. I mean, probably more than 25 years ago, but like 30, 35 years ago, if somebody tore their ACL, their career would be over. But anyway, it's just, it's hard to compare something because we have advanced so much in rehab and um, uh, the medical field, just knowing how the body works and knowing all these different uh injuries and seeing them before so to say like bo jackson's career ended because of this like two is not going to do well is kind of far-fetched i mean and you see where albert wilson is as in his recovery but when was friday night lights like based on because booby miles with his acl is it really well yeah he tore his acl remember and it was just like the weirdest thing ever the way that they let's see when was friday Night lights. Um, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Based on the movie, right? So it was based on 1990, so or 1988. So, and it came out in 2006. But anyways, 1988 was 12, 30, damn, 32 years ago. So, <clears throat> 30 years ago is a good example of what you're saying about the ACL. Like they really didn't have good technology to keep him off the field so yeah um but anyways we're gonna start a little series where we're gonna go position group by position group because just like everybody else that's making content about the nfl for the next month and two weeks kind of stretching for content but that's all right we got some stuff to talk about so we're just gonna do a series we're gonna go position by position um and just break it down talk about you know, the position, who's available, um, strengths and weaknesses, 
position group battles, you know, just the whole nine, and we'll just, you know, um, start at quarterback because that's what everybody wants to hear about, and then we'll um, go all the way through the offense, and then we'll go defense and go all the way through the defense, and then we'll even spend about two hours talking about kickers if you want to. <laughs> we could talk about how Cody Parkey balled out for Miami, and then he went to uh, Chicago, and he can't even show his face there anymore. Dude, I was like upset when Miami didn't resign Cody Parkey. Well, they I paid him like, like eight million dollars a year. Yeah. What do we pay Jason Sanders? Five hundred thousand, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I like Sanders though. Yeah, he's all right, but I feel like he's like low key. He, he oh he makes two million five hundred over four years. That's well, not bad at all. <laughs> I'm really surprised. That's like a decent amount of money. That's surprising, but anyways, um, he's he. I feel like I'm still nervous whenever he kicks the ball. Like I, I don't have like full fledged confidence that he's I, gonna make I it. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, like, it's and same like thing with Matt trick. Hawk. Like, I feel like Matt Hawk isn't that good. Like, I don't know. He's all right. He's an average punter, but I'm sure they're gonna go find another punter to replace him when his contract's up. Remember Matt Dar? Yeah. I liked Matt Dar. Remember Brandon Fields? Yeah. Matt was... Dar beat him out. No. That that is the same exact thing as what happened. It, it's the same thing that happens with all punters. The, the dude was making Pro Bowls and they didn't want to pay him again. They didn't want to I pay him. Brandon. Brandon... I, what ever happened to him? Do you, I don't even do you think, I think he went like he maybe went somewhere after Miami, but then, like, retired. I mean, yeah, like, it's it sucks, you know what I mean? Unless you get, I, like, a Jankowski. Who is that lefty? Is it Jankowski or Sebastian uh, Janikowski is who it is. Yeah, the kicker. Yeah, he got a boot on him. All right, that's not, that's all we're spending on kickers. I'm done talking about kickers. Punters, kickers. <sighs> Let's talk about the long snap. only 36. Oh, really? he can still punt. Call him up. Yeah, he went to the Saints. Yeah, the Saints, that's right. Speaking of that, let's just spend one more minute on that. The Saints special teams unit was not that good last year. Darren Rizzi is a stud, and I wish he stayed in Miami. Obviously, he felt disrespected, but, I mean, he's not even in Brian Flores' coaching stratosphere. You know, he's not. He can't, he, he can't sit at the table, as Michael Thomas wants to say, but, like, Imagine if he was our special team coach. Like, I like Darren Rizzi. He was probably my favorite coach on the team when Adam Gase was the head coach. I feel bad for him. Like, um, remember when Joe Philman got fired? Who was the replacement? Dan Campbell. Uh, that motherfucker yeah! would have me running through a wall. Yeah, dude! Oh my god! The way he just pumped up the team, I, I would have ran through a wall for him. He had them my doing god. Oklahoma drills. Do you know what those are? Yeah, we used to do them in high school. Yeah. Like, Can I, I remember? It literally, like, I remember the Titans game. I was just, just gonna like, say. We, like, it was like, oh, we, no, the Dolphins, we let, suck. Let like, me oh, tell you gonna... a quick story about when this dude became head coach. So we had the game... We what did we play? Did we play Houston first and then the and then the Titans, or I vice think so. versa? Anyways, I, I the don't t- I know it was the Houston game. Either way, it doesn't matter which way. 
they played them. But the Houston game, I tried to play DraftKings that day, right? And I was going to pick Juice. I was going to pick Tannehill. And I was going to pick Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller went off for like 180 yards and two touchdowns or something in the first half. Didn't play the second half. Jarvis Landry had that touchdown where he like crossed the entire field. Do you remember that? He caught the ball on the left Oh yeah, yeah sideline yeah. and then wrapped all the way back around the field. And and Tannehill had four touchdowns in the first half. And DraftKings would not let me submit my entry because like some kind of thing. I think this was back when New York had the issue with the the sports gambling. And it yeah. was like the same week that it kicked in because they were letting you do it, and then they stopped letting you do it, and now they're letting you do it again. But anyways, I would have won, like, buku money that day. Like, I probably would have won a, won a league that day. I'm so mad. And I was gonna Yeah, because I just, like, was, like, riding the wave. Like, they're doing Oklahoma drills. It's on ESPN. Everybody's fired up. Yeah. I wish we – well, I remember hiring Adam Gase, and I was like, oh, he's a good offensive mind. But, like, if we could have got Gase as a coordinator and then just let Campbell be the coach and, like, be the voice, that would have been nice. But Well, Adam Gase was if, – if you remember, he was, like, the biggest coaching name that year. Everybody yeah. wanted him. Yeah, I remember that. And then Cam – and then, yeah, Dan Campbell, he, he didn't even want to stay and be a coordinator because he felt like he should have been the – Coach. Coach, yeah, I know. That's why I was like, damn. He went to, he's on the Saints, too. Yeah, because I think he was on the Saints, and then he was on Miami, and then he went back to the Saints or something. Yeah. I think he played for the Saints. He was a tight end. Yeah. I don't know. I wish he – there's, like, we should do that sometime. Let's do, like, the all-time coaching tree for Miami. We'll pick like a head coach, defensive coordinator, offense coordinator, all the position groups. We'll do that. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do quarterback room. We got Fitz, Tua, Rosen, Jake Rudock. Feel bad for Jake Rudock, but, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, he has um, the ultimate journeyman ahead of him and fan favorite, and then two top 10 first round top 10 draft picks ahead of him so he looks like he's gonna go practice squad so we'll kind of leave him out of the conversation because i honestly don't even know that much about jake rudock personally i don't know where he went to school um none of that so yeah um is he still practice squad eligible when was he drafted two years ago oh last year oh yeah he's practice squad eligible he'll be he'll be on the p squad yeah nothing wrong with that you know what i mean no um, especially if if Rosen gets booted or whatever happens with that. So. Oh wait, no. He was drafted in sixteen. He was just signed last year. That's what it was. Who drafted him? The Lions. Oh, that's right. He, he probably played a game for that. He played a couple games for them, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he has three completions on five attempts and one interception. Oh, he's already better than Jared Stenham. <laughs> um. Uh. Strengths and weaknesses with the quarterbacks. Um, leadership is definitely a strength, I think. Yeah, Fitzpatrick, he's got that locker room. And Tua, honestly. I mean, I, yeah. the guys are I excited about Tua. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like, that's an exciting quarterback room. He just seems like the player's quarterback. 
I, I'm just curious because, like, something about Tua, when I see him in, like, when he talks publicly, publicly, you know, he's, like, so religious. He's so about his family values. Like, something about him, I just don't know how I could ever see him being, like, fired up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, getting in somebody's face when you have to. Because that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, you got to yeah. be ready to jump and jump down somebody's throat when they... You know, when they're acting up like you're the leader of the team. So, um, something about, like, but everybody says he's he's a really good leader. So, he must just have, like, a really, a really good, you know, poker face. And, um, you know, and he's, or he's, he's, he's able to separate his emotions from the field to the public. You know what I mean? But he just seems so calm and so religious and family-oriented. It just seems weird to me to think about him, like, corralling a locker room <laughs> yeah uh i mean it's different you know when you're on a podium talking to people or getting interviewed than when you're on the field fired up but like a lot that's what a lot of people said about eli manning is he never really talked wasn't like a vocal leader but like he led the locker room just with his emotion rather than his voice so working hard you know, being there you yeah know what I mean? first yeah, one in just, last one out right if you just show guys you're working hard um take stepping up doing what it takes you know sometimes you don't have to speak and guys will just follow you i i really want to reiter- reiterate though that i'm about this fitzpatrick life this year like i'm riding the ryan fitzpatrick train until i have to get off of it yeah, I'm I really not in a rush for Tua to start. Neither am I. I look at this team and like when we talk about this roster and what it's going to be like. Like when somebody asks me, it, it, I don't have to think twice about it. Like Fitzpatrick's going to be the quarterback week one, and I'm fully prepared for it and ready for it and excited for it. I don't know why you wouldn't be though. Right. I mean, the way he played at the end of last year, the additions we've made, the, the fire under his belt, like. Coming like Chan Gailey has hitched his wagon to Fitzpatrick not once but twice. You do realize that, right? Yeah. So he's ready to like ball out this year. Oh, like he 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 needs to be like like. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's I, – I hear this Tua starting game one thing. It's just not going to happen. There's no way. It's – it's everything is – like, why rush it? Chan Gailey's there. Fitzpatrick balled out last year. Nothing nothing really says, like, oh, let's start Tua week one. I don't know why you would. Um, let the offensive line make its place. Let them get used to each other with this new additions that we have. And let Fitzpatrick, because Fitzpatrick can take a hit. Not saying Tua can't. Um, obviously, Tua's got some injury history, but I, Fitzpatrick will, if he if he has nowhere to go, he's gonna run the ball and he's gonna lower his shoulder. He's not gonna try to slide or run out of bounds. I mean, he will, but like, he's not afraid to get down and and take a hit, take a shot. Um, if he and he's used to, he knows the offense of Chan Gailey, so it just makes sense to keep him in. And, and let Tua sit for a while, sit at least half the season at the least. I'm curious about the 
the leash that Fitzpatrick will have. Like, do you think – I guess it will really come down to if Flores and Greer have playoff aspirations this year. But his leash when Rosen was behind him last year was really short. But I don't know if that was media-driven, being that we sucked so bad in those first four weeks. You know, but, I mean, he played in, what, week two? He might even played week one against Baltimore. I thought I mean, he did. Either way, I mean, like, so, and then by week three, when the week, week three, we played Dallas. Week four, we played the Chargers. By week three, Rosen was the starter. So, and then what do we play? Washington is when he started, and then Fitzpatrick came in, and then it was Fitzpatrick the rest of the way. But So, what kind of leash is Fitzpatrick going to have with somebody like Tua behind him rather than Josh Rosen? who the Cardinals gave up on after one year. I think he'll have I think he'll have more uh control of the offense than he did last year because I think right now it's not really if Rosen's gonna start or Fitzpatrick's gonna start. I think it's really that Fitzpatrick's gonna start. Tua's gonna sit for a little bit. Rosen might be on the team and Rosen might be the backup. Unless Rosen like pulls off some miracle and just balls out in training camp in preseason, then he's not gonna really he's not gonna start. Um, I don't think they want Tua to start week one. Um, so right now it just seems like it's Fitzpatrick's show, and if it's Fitzpatrick's, I mean it's not his position to lose because I don't think anyone's gonna take it from him. Tua's gonna sit. Rosen might be on the roster unless we trade him. Um, I mean, if we keep him on the roster, he might even be the number two, and Tua might be the third on the depth chart, really, to keep him down there so he doesn't come in. Um, but I think Fitzpatrick's going to have a lot of control of the offense and and have have his way with it and, and do his thing. I don't think he's going to be held back at all. No, that's good. And, and honestly, like, the let the season fall to you, I guess. Like like I said and last time, we'll, if we start two and four and the Chargers are coming in or or whatever, are we going to LA this year? We must be going to LA. They came last year. So if we go play in LA or the week after when the Rams are coming in, you know what I mean? Like, don't rush it. Or if we're like out of the playoffs and there's two games left, or we already secured the playoff spot, so let them play one game type deal, you know, just like Patrick Mahomes. And then. 2021, two is going to be the starter. You know, playoffs are, you know, the goal. You know, and going far in the playoffs is the goal. Because this year, you know, last year the tank was a thing. This year it's kind of like, yeah, they might go 6-10. and 10, They might go 10-6. and six, You know what I mean? And then next year it's going to be win division, you know, be in the playoffs. And that will be the rebuild, and then we won't be in a rebuild anymore. So, but I think the Josh Rosen thing is the most interesting, one of the most interesting things in the in the locker room, honestly, because, like you said, if he balls on the preseason, what happens? Does a does a team that lost a quarterback to injury, or a team that their quarterback's underperforming come in and try to trade for him? I think it's interesting. Or do you keep him on the roster and, like you said, try to keep to a um, as the third string, not even suiting up for game day. Yeah, uh, I think, um, I mean, if Rosen doesn't do anything special and just kind of has played mediocre, um, 
I think he'll just stay on the roster unless a team tries to get like a second, give up a second for him. I think he'll be on the roster and be the second guy um, behind Fitzpatrick for a little bit. Um, but I think if he balls out and a team that maybe has a veteran quarterback, that's like, okay, this guy can play. Let's have him sit behind a guy for a year. I know we talked about that. Um, I think the Dolphins will trade him for something like a second. Um, but I really don't see him starting. Like I said, I think it's going to be Fitzpatrick. That's a hell of a quarterback room. It's an interesting quarterback room. <laughs> it really is, though. Uh, I mean, like, Josh Rosen's career is not over. Like, I get it. No. He needs to go somewhere that suits his strong suits. I don't know if that sounds makes any sense. He needs to go somewhere where he can, like, what style offense did they run at UCLA? You know what I mean? I'd have to look into it. Like, if they ran, like, a West Coast, you know what I mean? What if he went to play for Sean McVay or something like that? Like, I don't think his his career is over. He might be a clipboard holder, you know what I mean, and be, like, a come-in short-term, like, six games or whatever, like a Teddy Bridgewater, Brock Osweiler type deal. Or maybe he eventually beats somebody out. You know what I mean? If he gets in the right system, he was a top ten pick for a reason. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, if the Cardinals didn't pick him at ten or move up to pick in front of Miami, it's not like he would have made out of the first round. He's still first round talent quarterback. Yeah, uh, and like you were saying, at worst, he's gonna be a backup for a long time in the NFL. So you're gonna see his name for ten, fifteen plus years to come. Um, unless he decides to hang it up. But, like, at at worst, he's going to be a backup in the league for a long time. Um, But I think if a team is interested in him, wants to build around Rosen, give him a chance, Um, maybe a team with a veteran quarterback where he could sit for a year or two or a team who's got a system that he's kind of used to and uh, invest a year into him to see what he can do, I think he could prove some people wrong. He he just hasn't had that... um, with Arizona, they gave him one year. Arizona's roster by no means was good at all. Um, so he really didn't do well. The team didn't do well. And then they get Murray. And Kyler Murray obviously is better than Rosen. He made, Kyler Murray made that team look a lot better than Rosen did. So there's no question with that. Um, but the Cardinals just kind of gave Rosen, just kind of threw him out there and then was like, all right, he's not it. Let's go get Kyler Murray. Dolphins, I think Rosen wasn't part of the plan. He just kind of happened to go there. They're like, all right, we'll give a second-round pick for him. But, you know, we're going to get Tua. So a team really hasn't invested into him like like teams with the the uh, um, the Ravens have with Lamar Jackson where they took him and they had all intentions of putting him in that season, that rookie year for Joe Flacco, and they just invested in him. Um so it's just unfortunate for him to see that because a team really hasn't done that. I think a place that I think would be a, a really good fit for Josh Rosen is Pittsburgh because it's not like Mike Tomlin's going anywhere anytime soon. Right. Um, he can get some consistency in the coaching staff because Pittsburgh is just one of those teams that, you know, what for whatever reason, they're almost always relevant. I don't know if I ever remember a season where – where Pittsburgh wasn't relevant. That's why they've won like five Super Bowls. And, you know, if he goes there, he can instantly be the number two quarterback behind Big Ben um, because Mason Rudolph is god-awful and Duck Hodges is even worse. 
Um, and then he can go and be the the predecessor to Big Ben. I I think that's probably the best case scenario in the in the NFL at this point for him. Yeah, for him, uh, like you said, I mean, and Pittsburgh doesn't get rid of coaches like other teams do. No, whether they've gotten lucky and just had good coaches, but they've given coaches chances, and they're they're not getting new coaches every two three years. So he's gonna have a solid system. He would have a solid system that's consistent. He wouldn't have to be changing all these playbooks all the time. He'd have something he's used to. Um, he'll learn from one of the better quarterbacks that's come through the league, a uh, Super Bowl winner in Ben Roethlisberger. So, yeah, I, I agree. that. I mean, for Rosen, that sounds like a, a dream uh, almost. Well, Big Ben said – before I go on, did you burp in the middle of that sentence? That was legendary if you did. No, I went uh, – like oh, I was like – Oh, uh, you didn't even – I thought you burped. Like you didn't even no, stumble. No. I was like that That was flawless execution right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyways, I, I think like Big Ben probably bought himself an extra year or so sitting out all year last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, strengths and weaknesses, real quick. I think strengths are, um, like I said, leadership, and I think that, um, again, versatility because uh, Fitzpatrick can run the RPO, but he's also placed the strengths of his receivers, which is nice because now you got Preston Williams and Devontae Parker who are winning 50 50 balls. You got Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson who are burners. You got Matt Burita catching balls out of the backfield. Um, and Mike Secchi, who came off his biggest year, and man, do I I hope to God, even though that would be cool if he does listen, I always forget about Mike Gesicki. For some weird reason, I never, ever remember to talk about him when we're talking about people catching the ball. Um, but then Tua's going to come in, and he's going to do the exact same thing. I mean, he can thread the needle like I've never seen a quarterback do ever. Um, so as long as he can stay upright and not get hurt, um, he also adds the versatility of the quarterback room. You got um, two top ten draft picks. Um, hopefully Josh Rosen can come up and, and be some collateral or something at some point where you can get, you know, I don't know, somebody on the say, – say we're going into the trade deadline and, you know, we're a playoff team at the time. Maybe, maybe we add another depth piece and, you know, switch them out with Rosen or something. So – um, I think that's just money in your pocket right there. And then you got two, you know, Fitzpatrick, who's going to he's gonna do well in Changeli's system for the third time and continue. Because I, I think Brian Flores has his hand in the pot when it comes to the offense more than you think. Because he, did, he, he was involved with the offense early in his days in New England. Um, I think he originally, like, started off as – once he got into position groups, as something to do with the offense. So I think he has something to do with it, especially because he was so quick to get rid of um, his buddy there, Chad O'Shea. So um, I think they'll they'll be able to make the most of this room. And it's one of the better quarterback situations in the NFL, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, you have a guy that can start. I think the biggest weakness – is the consistency um, with Fitzpatrick and really Rosen. Um, not that he's really showing what he can be. But it is a good situation because you don't have to throw a rookie in right away, but you still have a guy that, when he plays his best, 
can win games for your team. Um, it's just a consistency issue. So it really is one of the better situations in the league, like you were saying. Um, they do have a lot of strengths with the leadership. Um, Flores, I, I, I agree with what you said. Flores definitely has a hand in the offense. He definitely knows if something's working and if something's not working. And clearly knew he was. He knew the offense wasn't working with Chad, uh, Chad O'Shea. Um, and he wanted to bring in a guy who, who could, you know, make the offense better, slow things down a little bit. So he's definitely involved with everything in the room, everything going on with the whole team. I mean, obviously he's the head coach. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest weakness, though, is is the consistency and is if Fitzpatrick can play like he did the second half of last year. And if he can, this team could be really good. But if he plays poorly like he has shown at times, which is the reason why he hasn't been able to stay with one team and gotten a long-term contract with the team you know, we might have some trouble and maybe they might have to put two in a little earlier. Maybe if we still have Rosen, Rosen comes in. So two is still doesn't have to go in. Um, but hopefully right now, the way I see it, I think all things should go well. Fitzpatrick should hopefully, uh, I mean, I think he'll do well. I think he's going to have a, a good chemistry with uh, Chan Gailey. Obviously he has that. Um, and this offense kind of really, this whole team really like motivated themselves and kind of got a little, uh, self-confidence in themselves the second half of the year especially um so i yeah i mean i'm just ranting now but um you said it perfectly though this locker room has confidence that is the key word and that is why hot take of the of the 2020 nfl season coming at you hot right now ryan fitzpatrick is going to lead the miami dolphins to the playoffs this year and we are going to be Ooh. a playoff team for the foreseeable future with Tua Tungvaluwa at quarterback. Seriously, though, I I really think I really Mind think drop. that they're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. That was, that was <laughs> but anyways, break your mic. <laughs> I, yeah, I really do think that, dude. I I honestly do. I'm I'm not just trying to pull up Chris Sims. I think that unless injuries happen. I think this is a perfect year, and this is why he came in on a two-year bridge contract. He did not come in on a one-year. I guess it would be different if Tua didn't get hurt. You know, we probably wouldn't have this conversation if Tua didn't get hurt with his head. But anyways, he came in on a two-year bridge, like get us to the next level, get your ass be on the field with no O-line contract. And he... Had a great year last year, you know, and I think he's the team is tenfold better, more confidence, leadership is through the roof, um, and honestly, I think the the team would be a little upset if if we didn't go into the year with Ryan Fitzpatrick as a starter, and if he's got to have a short leash, he's, he has a short leash, you know what I mean? I'm okay with that too, um, but I also think there is less than zero percent chance that Josh Rosen. Um, starts a game for Miami this year unless two is not healthy and Fitzpatrick gets hurt. But um, that would be wild if they choose to start Rosen over Tua at some point. That would be that would be crazy. I guess that's yeah. a little food for thought. You can you can hit us up on Twitter and let us know if you think that there's any possibility that Rosen starts over Tua if he's healthy and Fitzpatrick goes down or is not playing well. 
which I do not think there's a chance of that. I th- Hey, you think the Dolphins are going to try to showcase him a lot in the preseason, though? Try to Wait. see to get so teams get a good idea of what he can be. But uh, did Preston Williams like. make him look better than he was? Did he? Did he? Yeah. They, they, they were talking. He threw the ball to Preston Williams every single opportunity he had in the in training camp and in preseason. Did he make him look better than he was? Possibly. I mean, when you got a six five frame and he's a beast, balled he's out like Preston Williams. Oh, I love Preston Williams. I gotta he might be like my next jersey purchase, honestly. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I hope he's healthy, dude. Alright, let's end it yeah. on that. Because we'll we'll come back and we'll talk uh we'll talk my favorite position on the team tomorrow. We'll talk running back. And then we'll talk B. Oh not tomorrow. Wednesday. And then we'll talk wide receivers. Wide receiver Wednesday. Perfect. Let's do it. Wide receiver Wednesday. We'll come back. <laughs> Running back. And Thursday. Ooh. Should we just do it? Should we just do a five-day week, dude? Uh, we can. <laughs> Should we just blaze through the offenses in five days? Screw it. You guys might get yeah. lucky. <laughs> might get lucky. Fins up.